Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to take a deeper dive into an important topic that I touch on quite regularly because I want to keep reminding everyone how important this is and how you can get it right. And the topic I want to talk about today is the psychology of your home, the the personality of your home, how you stamp you into your home. And that could be a brand new home if you're building from scratch, ground up. It could be adding on an addition to an existing home of yours that already has your personality and style in place. But now you want to mesh this new space into it and in really everything in between. So the reason I want to talk about this more in depth was because last week I discussed in social media the the concept of going with your gut. If you missed it, it, this was in reference to women not listening to their inner sixth sense, gut feeling, whatever you'd like to call it, and making decisions that innately they knew they shouldn't be making. Well, this actually leads into this next component that we're going to talk about today, and that's the personality and the psychology of a space. So what I often hear from people is, well, Renee, I've been doing my homework and my research, and I find, and then they rattle off some sort of formula that they've either seen on an HGTV show or read about it online or in one of the shelter magazines. And I just, I listen and I smile and nod. And typically I've heard it before. Occasionally they'll, you know, surprise me with one or two items. And they say, of course, you must do it this way too, Renee, don't you? And I politely say, well, in fact, I don't. I don't believe formulas could possibly work for everybody because we're such unique people. And then I go on to further because they look at me a little confused because especially if they've seen it on HGTV, they are assuming that this is what all designers do, right? That they're being shown kind of a sneak peek behind the scenes into my world. And and again, I'm not going to harp on the HGTV because if you've been following me long enough, you know my opinion on the matter. But Suffice it to say, there are some designers out there that do follow formulas. And in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, it's so that they can produce work faster and move on. I don't believe in that. I believe that the quality of your work and the quality of the final project reflects the amount of time and effort and thoughtfulness that is put into it. So back to formulas, and I can't possibly imagine a formula working just in my own client list. You know, I I think about each of them and, you know, and I'm thinking of just my current clients and no two clients are alike. I'm working with a young couple with two young children. Okay. Their needs, their personality, their style is going to reflect 
that, that they're a young couple, they are both working, they have these young children, no pets. Okay. I'm working for another family, married couple, one works, one doesn't. The youngest is heading to high school. The oldest is in college and they have a big old sloppy dog who I adore. Okay. So their lives are in a very different place. Their needs are very different than my other clients. So if I came in with a formula, then somebody wouldn't get the best fit for them. And I can't tell you which one it would be because again, I don't use formulas. So another one I'm working with is a widow. And you know, obviously their life is considerably different than either of these other two clients. And so that is what I want to drive home today because typically I find people get really hung up that if they don't follow these formulas, they must be doing something wrong. And that's just simply not true. And I want you to hear that. It is not true. There aren't formulas for this kind of thing. I guess there's formulas in construction. I mean, obviously you can't hang drywall if the studs aren't in place. Okay, is that a formula? Of course. You're going to frame the walls and then hang the drywall and then you're going to paint. But that's not what these people are talking about. They're talking about a formula like, you know, where the sofa is going to go and and you've got to start with the rug and then move up and then you you know, none of that works. It just doesn't. And you shouldn't rely on that. Now, I will say that that can be very unnerving to people. Very linear thinking people need that, sort of like a timeline, sort of like a to-do list. Okay, I start at A, I move on to B. Once B is completed, I move on to C. And I do understand that. Trust me, I have many clients that are like that. And we can create that structure for them, but it's not the same structure that works for the other clients I'm working with. And why is that important? Well, that's how you're going to get the successful project for you right now. Now, I'm not implying that you are going to design for the nanosecond that we're in and that in three weeks, you're going to have outgrown it. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is knowing where you are right now, who's living with you, what stage in life are you in, how long, if you have children, how long are they going to be in the house, things of that nature. And then think five years, 10 years. Now, will you always be right? Of course not. We can't possibly predict the future, but giving that thoughtful time and energy to it is such a more positive way to go about this rather than using some random formula that was printed or discussed on TV based on nothing based on generalities. And again, you'll hear me over and over again say that this is likely a very large investment, if not your largest investment in your home, and and you want it right for you. So hanging on every word that's spoken on these shows or buying every shelter magazine you can find and just absorbing every piece of information or trying to figure out trends and trend spotters and trend setters and you know going on and finding people who will tell you what what's going to be hot in 5 years that is a losing proposition and i really simply want to say don't waste your time okay you think well then renee what do i do Well, this might blow your mind because it's really quite simple. It's your home. It's your space. It needs to reflect you. 
right here, right now. And if that feels overly simplistic, I apologize, but I do like to keep things simple. And this truly is simple. Now, trust me, I say this to my clients all the time, and it's unnerving to them because they're convinced that they're going to get it wrong. And that's really what it's the baseline of it all. They're convinced they're going to get it wrong. Well, Renee, what happens if I pick white and it really should be blue? And I look at them, I go, why should it be blue? If you pick white, what is telling you it should be blue? Well, that's what I see in magazines. Okay. So I'll be honest, I've worked for firms who were blessed with magazine spreads. So first of all, each magazine that, well, in the heyday may have had five homes photographed. Nowadays, you're lucky if you see three or four. That's it. So five homes out of the entire country, let's say, let's be really generous and say there's 10 shelter magazines um, nationally. And so we're talking 50 projects. That's it. That to me does not set a trend. That to me is a magazine editor photographing for a variety of reasons. A lot of the work that the woman I worked for was photographed was because they liked this woman. She had a PR team. She was always in touch with editors. She would give them a heads up. Often our clients were interesting in some way, whether in the social world, whether in the political world, whether in the financial world. So there was always that additional angle. But that's all it is. These magazines are highlighting five projects that may or may not have anything to do with you, your life, and your family. So that's where you need to just give yourself permission to choose what you love. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Of course, nobody needs permission to choose, but I honestly find that my clients need me to give them that permission. And trust me, I'm happy to do it. Now, I spoke a few minutes ago about how there are some designers who have and use these formulas. There also are designers who have a specific look. And again, this same woman I used to work with, she had a specific look. It was French country. And that's what we did. We produced French country. Now, each home was still different and unique in its own way and different fabrics and furniture, et cetera. But at the end of that project, they were a French country room or setting or home or what have you, whatever the scope of work was at the time. And I I got it. I understood it. This was in New York City where there are tens of thousands of interior designers. And she felt that if she niched down on French country, that she would be the go-to for that style and look. And she was right. Now, to me, I I moved on from that because I found it a little boring that we were only doing that one specific look. And I was fortunate to move on to other design firms and worked in every other design style. And maybe that's why, in my opinion, I like a blend. I don't like to label it because, again, I think people really get hung up on labels. So what I tell a client first and foremost is, tell me about your life. And they kind of look at me like, okay. Why is this relevant? And I'm like, well, of course it's relevant. So for instance, my clients that are two two young professionals with two young children, they're going to live very differently in their homes, right? Picture, morning times, chaos. They're up early. They're likely going to need 
certain things in place, you know, a streamlined kitchen or, you know, whatever it is that will make their lives easier and more fulfilling and get things accomplished, right? That's what our homes are for. They're to fulfill our needs and support our lives, right? That's really what this comes down to. And so I'll hear all these stories, right? They tell me all about this. Oh, well, I used to be this way, but now I like it that way. And I said, okay, so then we're not going to do it the way you were living because your life has changed. And they kind of look at me like, oh, yeah, that's kind of exciting, actually. And And I love this phase of a project because you see these people come alive. And again, it's like I've given them permission to kind of go hog wild with their own home, with their own style. I mean, it seems silly, right? But people seem to need this level of permission. So please hear me. You have permission. You have permission to do what you would like to do in your home. Now, I know some of you are sitting there thinking, oh, but Renee, I've got to consider resale value. And I get that a lot. Now, I am not a realtor. I won't pretend to be a realtor. I won't even play one on TV, joking. But my take on resale value is probably a little unique. I don't spend a lot of time getting hung up on that unless a person knows that they are going to have to move in the next two to five years. And I'll be honest, I don't know many people who truly know that. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but I don't work with a lot of people who truly know that at the time. Now, on the flip side, I get a lot of people who tell me, oh no, this is our forever house. And they might be in their 40s. And I'm thinking, really? Okay, it's possible you might live 35, 40 years in this house and then move on to you know an assisted living or some other form of housing. But I think, All right. Now, what they really mean is they have no plans to move. And I think that's a big difference. It doesn't really change the way we design, but by saying forever home, that's that's really a long time. And I actually don't know too many clients that really have, at least in my generation and beyond, the generations before us, yes, they often lived in homes 30, 40, 50 years, my parents being one of them. I just don't see that in more of a modern day and age because of work and life and everything in between. So when you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I can go hog wild on my own home with my own style. Yeah. Isn't that exciting? And probably a little terrifying. And I get that too. So what that means is you now have to filter out all of those TV shows and magazines and trends and online email blasts you get and say, okay, I'm not going to listen to that because what I really want is this. And I promise you, if you are able to do that, you will be so happy with your end result. But what I also want to caution you is because you are doing it now, that does not mean in five to 10 years, you might walk around your own home that you went hog wild in with your own style and go, eh, I'm really not into this much anymore. That does happen because again, you are growing and changing your life changes, your family dynamics change every year, well, every moment, but over time that does happen. So trust me, that can be frustrating because people want to foresee that issue and design accordingly. Well, 
I don't know anyone who can foresee the future. So I tell people to whatever they can do, stay in the moment. What is working for them now? Maybe look at a year from now or two. But other than that, you're really just guessing. And again, these are expensive investments. I wouldn't make them based on guesses. So what are we going to do from there? Okay, you are going to stay true to what you want right now. Now, I can promise you, you will have friends and colleagues and people on the team that say, no, I think you should do it this way. Or, oh, no, I think this is better. And, oh, no, 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 I don't think you should pick that color. That color, mm -mm, we haven't used that in years. So it can't possibly be a good fit now. And you smile and you nod and you say, I really appreciate the input, but I'm going to go with that color. And one of my favorite stories is about a client years ago. So the two of us started working. She wanted to redesign her living room and she hadn't done it in 10 or 15 years. And it it looked a little dated for her and her style. And of course, her kids were growing up. They were heading into high school. So, you know, she was at a different point in her life. And I said, great. What are your favorite colors? And she's like, I love pale blues and pale yellows with cream. And I said, oh, those are beautiful. Fantastic. Let's build a room around that. And she said, oh, no, 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 Renee, no one else likes those colors. I think we should go with stronger colors. I see my friends' houses and they're all in stronger colors. And I said, but you're not living in those houses. You're living in your home. And she kind of looked at me and smirked a little. And she said, I know, but I just think it would be better. And I, of course, pushed a little. And I said, better for who? If you went with stronger colors, if you're telling me you like pale colors, pale blue, pale yellows and creams. And she said, well, I said, okay, here's the deal. I said, let's build two schemes in the same color palette, in the blues, yellows and creams, one very soft, one a little, not a lot, but a little bolder. And she said, I like that idea. So off we went, built out these two pretty different schemes, but exactly same color palette, different tones. Show them to her and you could see her face. She loved the pale ones. Of course she did. That's what she wants. So I don't actually remember how I convinced her, but we went with the paler one. I'm sure I just stuck to my guns and said, this is really what you need to have here. And the day we finished the installation of the whole room and we took a step back, she looked at me and she goes, I love it. And I said, that's what I want to hear. She goes, it feels like me, Renee. Okay. I can't get a bigger compliment than that. I really can't. I never want a room to look like me, me meaning Renee, because at the end of the day, I am not moving into my client's homes, never been offered and I've never wanted to. So when I leave, if a room looks like me, I've done a disservice to my client. So she looked at me and she just was beaming. And I said, I couldn't be happier to hear that. I said, I'm so glad you trusted me to sort of push you into an uncomfortable spot to build what I knew you really wanted. And then she looked at me and she said, I don't think my friends will like it. And I looked back at her and I swear to you, I don't normally say this, but I looked at her and I said, you need new friends. And she kind of laughed. And I said, I'm actually not kidding. I said, your friends should love this room because it's your room and it should remind them of their friend. 
And she laughed and she did actually call me a couple of weeks later and said, my friends love the room. They think it's perfect for me. And I said, well, that's because it is perfect for you and not them. And thankfully she does have really good friends and they see that. Now, this woman wasn't looking to get her room photographed for a magazine. She wasn't looking to, you know, make any big design statements out of it. She wanted a room that was perfect for her. And she trusted me to guide her to that point. So if I'm not there to guide you all personally, I want you to hear this. You have been given permission by me. I have seen this happen time and time again. It works. You have permission to go out there and build a room, build a home that follows your personality right now, based on a little bit of knowledge of where your life might be in a year or so. But going beyond that point is just foolish. We just truly don't know. I mean, here we are in June of 2021. Okay, June of 2019. Could anyone have envisioned where we are now that we would have gone through a pandemic and everything else in between? Of course not. So, Don't try and guess what's going to happen two years from now. Just get a feel for it. I think I'm going to be still here. My kids are this age. Okay, they're going to be two years older. What does that look like? That's it. And if you're not planning on moving in two to five years, do not worry about it. Do not worry about resale value. It is a losing battle. And I'm sure there are realtors listening. I have lots of realtor friends. I work with a lot of realtors. They'll say the same thing to you. They really will. I can't tell you how many clients hire us to come in and renovate bathrooms and kitchens that I'll be honest, it's a white kitchen. So everyone says, oh, you got to have a white kitchen so that, you know, for resale value. Well, guess what? We have torn out countless white kitchens for a hundred different reasons. So you just can't focus on that. I really want to give you permission to build the room, to build the home that is best for you. No excuses to your friends. Don't have to prove yourself to anyone. You're the one paying for it. Keep that in mind. You're the one making the investment. You should be the one reaping the rewards of it. So to recap, please don't look for formulas. And if you do find formulas, do what I do. I read through them. I chuckle a bit. I might see one tiny little nugget of interest and I move on. God's honest truth. I just move on. And the same thing with trends. Do I get email blasts from trendsetters and trend forecasters? Of course I do. I'm human. I find it interesting. Do I design around them? Absolutely not. Please hear me. Absolutely not. My best joke is grays in style. Really? Okay, I was using grays. I worked for the, one of the top art deco designers in New York City in the late 90s. We only used grays. Does that mean it wasn't in at the time? Of course not. It's just the silliest thing on earth. So please, that's number two, walk away from trends. You can read them just like I do. I find it interesting. But again, I do not consider it hard and fast rules 
or guardrails to, to protect my design projects. That's just silliness. That's simply to sell magazines or get you on an email list or anything in between. And then lastly, I do love people getting the shelter magazines and I will put a plug in for them. I'm a big fan of shelter magazines and they aren't doing that well because of all the online media options. So please do actually go get your shelter magazines, flip through them. You might get some inspiration, but don't look for inspiration that doesn't work for you. Just because the title of the article is five best paint colors for your bedroom, that doesn't mean your bedroom has to be painted one of those five colors. It just doesn't. It's simply to sell a magazine. Again, you might find it interesting. You might see a color that you hadn't thought of and think, ooh, I like that. But don't pick it because it was a, the, one of the five colors you must choose for your bedroom. It's simply marketing. So what I would like to know is I want you to email me. You can email me at renee at devinedesign.com. So what I do want from you is after listening to this and letting it sort of resonate Listen to this over and over again if you need to hear the words that you've been given permission to bring your own design into your own home. And I love hearing how people bring in their own style, reflecting how they're living right now with their family, with their partner, or alone, and how it makes them feel at the end when they have successfully designed keeping those elements in mind. So please drop me an email. I would love to hear about your projects. I would love to hear how you are going hog wild in your own home with your own style. Until then, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone. As I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to hear from you soon.